Starseeds, and welcome to A Cosmic Journey. The podcast where we talk about everything in the universe from the physical to the metaphysical. I'm Demi Wilde. And I am Jay Maceo. This week, we've got cosmic news stories such as the strange monolith found in a Utah desert or the rifle-thieving wild deer. That's right. And we also play right, tight, or not quite with co-star and... Jay tells us about inspirational dissatisfaction in his cosmic insights. I do. And we take a deep dive into a black hole Splash. to learn all there is about shamanism and spirit animals. Yes. What's new? Oh, man. Uh, this whole week has been a uh, roller coaster of a week for me. I started a new job uh, on Monday. Yeah. Then, and that's been going pretty well. I've been training all week. But not only that, but I got my car stolen on Saturday. Yes. Talk about that. So it was so wild. Uh, and I already told you the story about this. But, you know, I I had gone for a little joyride. Um, with, with Noogie in the backseat, actually. <laughs> he's, he's our little our guest in, in the studio today. But, um, he, I, we went on a little joyride. I came home about 8.30. And then, uh, literally at, like, midnight, we heard, me and my roommate heard our gate open back then. Thought nothing of it. Thought it was her neighbor. He went out at about 1 o'clock, 1.30, and he says, where's your car? And I was <laughs> like, excuse me? Oh. Walked out. Gate was wide open, and my car was gone. Jeez. And I was like, what in the hell? Filed the police report, called my insurance, did the whole thing. And um, didn't, had, luckily the job that I started was like, like walking distance from my, from my house for the first week. And um, it was just like a whole thing, and, and we got it recovered, and luckily it, it came back on Wednesday. We found it. Uh, it got towed, apparently. The people that had, had taken it had locked the door, couldn't <laughs> get back in. Nice. And it got towed. Wow. And so, uh, went, you know, went to the tow yard, picked it up. The police officers were lovely. They, they took me and took me to the actual tow yard. And then I had to get a whole new, um, you know, key fob for it because it's a push to start thing. So I, I ended up having to get a whole new one. It cost $535. Thanks, mom, uh, for helping me out with that. And, um, got the car back. But it's it's been a whole whole week. Um, the last thing I, I happened to me this week, I, I did release the title of my new poetry book. Ooh! Um, on yesterday, I, I it's called "All Was Nothing in the Time of Champions." Nice. Um, it's based on well, I mean, it's all poems and affirmations and meditations and stuff that I kind of have have collected. So I wanted to do this in between this and hook up horror stories and and get that out so people can. Read more about me and and think about where my brain is. <laughs> Where's your brain? Yeah. Um, what happened with you? I know you got some stuff going on this week. Um, I got cut into. I got <laughs> opened up by a doctor, not in the good way. Um, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I've wanted to say that. So I had surgery. I've had. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show. I've had a hernia for like. I had it for like probably at two years almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know what it was at first, and it, if those you don't know, it's like a rip in the stomach lining. Which is, uh, wow, this is getting, whatever. So I had that, and I had the surgery. I had never had a surgery before. Uh, so I, did, they, I didn't know what to expect, how long to be out of it. Uh, I came out of the surgery. It's so weird. I kind of remember being wheeled into the operating room, and I don't By remember. By then, you are probably out, though. Yeah, I, I remember a flash of being in the operating room, because I remember big lights. Mm-hmm. And then I was just out. Then I woke up. They literally were like, hey, help me put my clothes on, wheeled me out, and my friend picked me up. 
from there. Mm-hmm. By the way, thanks, Nick. <laughs> yes, thanks, Nick. We appreciate it. He was our guest, uh, Stone, Stone Street. Street. Yeah, uh, and he stayed with me for a little bit. But this is the thing. I was super, like, kind of out of it and emotional at first. So from what I remember, he picked me up, and I was like, oh, my God, thank you for doing this for me. And I just started, like, waterworks came out. But Anesthesia does have an effect on people. Yeah, I learned that. Yeah. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm glad I didn't start, like, calling exes or something because I was <laughs> in it. Um, but I was a little bit, it's a little bit strange how fa- and I guess it's good that they wheeled me out fast, but, like, I put on clothing, and then they're like, yeah, your friend's here. And he was pulling up literally as they were wheeling, wheeling me out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I didn't get enough aftercare instructions, so I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I had to call back. Um, I'll say this. For somebody who was, uh, just got cut into, I didn't know whether I was going to be able to uh, you know, walk for a couple of days or how it was going to be. So I'm like, I feel like I'm back at it. People are telling me, take it easy. Like, I'm... You know, I walked a couple of miles today. Uh, I'm going to be jogging again by a week, week and a half. <laughs> uh, just take it easy because, like, you know, you might feel okay, but, like, you just never know. And especially because they didn't do stitches, they did a glue, and that might come off sooner rather than later. Oh, yeah. I guess so you right. just never know. Yeah. You, know, you just don't want to, like, go into it too soon and then have your whole insides coming back out again, you know? <laughs> yes. I feel like a, a just a Superman, but, you know, they, there's certain things. If I twist the wrong way, I realize I'm not Superman. So I'll, I know I'll be fully, fully back, yeah. you know, like four or five weeks. Yeah. But uh, in that, yeah, I'll take it easy a little you, bit. You've never had a surgery before. Never. You? This is my first time ever having a surgery. A robot did it. Robots did it. Yeah. Yeah, that was so cool. I usually see people doing the robots, but I don't know robots doing surgeries. That's uh, a new thing for me. So I'm I'm excited that they didn't mess up, that nobody sneezed during the surgery and like clipped the wrong thing. So... Yeah, well, that's really great. Yes. Um, we do have a little bit of an update. Uh, I know, I think I did announce, we did announce that we had merch, but now we do not. <laughs> so oh. we did a little bit of a website change. So we have a brand new website. It's it's at www.cosmicjourneypod.com. It looks lovely. I designed it myself. Um, but I, I did it on the Wix website. And, and there will be merch eventually, um, but I, I do want to, give a a very special shout out to my mom again because she did invest uh the the money to create the new website with a year of hosting so absolutely thank you thank you thank you mom check out the new website a cosmic journey pod.com um and then we will have new merch coming probably the new year Right, and I have to, I forgot to say this. So we took a bit of a hiatus from the show. Yeah. In that time, I finally met your mother. Yeah. Your mother is awesome. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you love her hair? Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, no, I love everything about your mom, and I understand you a little bit better now. Oh yeah. That you you two have such an awesome relationship. Also, yeah. my mom is is my best friend. So yeah. like, we talk about everything together. My mom got me the Madonna sex book for <laughs> for Christmas. So like that just gives you an idea of like what the kind of person she is. I, I, I was kind of shocked by that. I was thrown off a little bit. Yeah, you were a little bit nervous, I think, too. You were like, I don't know what to expect. I Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to say or do the wrong thing, but your mother was so welcoming and cool. <laughs> and like, yeah. And every word out of my mouth to my mom is like, ever, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we're just, we just have such a, a really good relationship, and, and I love my mom, and, and I do want to give a very, very, very big thank you for everything that my mom does for me. Because I know I'm not in the place that I, I feel that I, I should be right now, but my mom has been taking very good care of me 
with the things that I do need. Yeah. Thanks, Sammy's mom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have listeners this week. We want to thank our listeners this week. We have a lot of new listeners. We have some in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Los Angeles, California. Mount Pleasant, San Francisco. <laughs> Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. I wish San Francisco. One day it'll be San Francisco on there. Columbus, right. Ohio. Portland, Oregon. Charlotte, North Carolina. Shafter, California. Gargawan Haranya. Escondido, California. Clichy, Ile-de-France. And all the way in England. Yeah, we have our first England, uh, Walsall, England. Yeah. Um, Centennial, Colorado. Uh, and Flam- <laughs> Flagney, Florida. That is a really interesting spelling of that, the flagamy. Yes. I almost said the other word. Uh, and <laughs> finally, Mead Valley, California. <laughs> nice. Thank you. We appreciate our listeners, and we appreciate you listening Absolutely. to new ones and old ones. If you want to leave us a review on Apple Podcast, don't forget to leave a, a comment, and we will read it on our next show. We will. Um, let's get into some news, shall we? Sure. So we have news stories. Uh, so, uh, you know Saved by the Bale, Bell? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it came out. I actually watched that. That's not what this news story is about. Uh, some folks were saved by a whale. Mm. This is what happened. So on November 30th, a train uh, burst past the end of its elevated tracks in the Netherlands. And uh, it was caught safely by a precarious statue. <laughs> Instead of crashing to the ground uh, 30 feet below, the metro train was caught held aloft by an artist's massive sculpture of a whale's tail. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was, this is, it's, the picture is awesome. I think we'll post it. I mean, despite some of the damage, there were no injuries or deaths mm-hmm. uh, reported. So we're glad about that. So the sculpture at the end of the tracks was given almost uh, a precognitive name. Uh, precognizant name, by the way. Saved by the whale's tail. According to uh, France 24... Now, it was built in 2002, installed uh, at the station in uh, a city right outside uh, Rotterdam. So it's unclear why the train didn't stop. Uh, The partial derailment is under investigation, and the train driver was the only person on board, according to the uh, Associated Press. Now, the driver was questioned by police and sent home, so we don't know know, what was going on there. Uh, But the local emergency services said Monday... Uh, that, you know, he went home and the train uh, spent the night on the whale's tail. That's uh, that's where it spent the night. Uh, workers attempted to lift the train to safety using slings. Not those kind of slings. No. <laughs> how, how would the you, fun kind. Right? Grrr. How would you feel if you were on board uh, the train at that exact moment? I mean, I would feel like something divine intervention just happened because like like we'll post the picture for sure but like you know it it was a very precariously placed statue right right at the very end of of this train track and it it literally stopped the whole thing and and no injuries no problem or whatever i would feel like i I was saved by an angel right or a whale (laughs) or a whale (laughs) (laughs) like fully it was totally crazy I don't know how I would feel. I would I would need a new pair of shorts or something. I just, this there's a picture of me on Space Mountain 
which if you know anything about oh, it, I love Space Mountain. it's a picture of me holding on to dear life, life like someone is stabbing me. That's how I am with roller coasters. And You're ex- not a roller coaster person? I'm not. I don't, you know what? I don't even like other people driving. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't like you know, anybody else's driving. I, I, that, that's as far as I go. So roller coasters, no. Yeah, I love roller coasters. Mm-hmm. I love them. I, I, I think uh, before I moved to Seattle, my friends took me to, to Six Flags one time, and and we went on Goliath like probably a half a dozen times just because there was nobody in line. <laughs> wow, you're a braver man than I am. I know. Um, so this is a really interesting story. Uh, th- apparently, there's been a bunch of like random monolith statues yes. appearing all over the world. Um, so at the base of a barren slot in Utah's Red Rock Canyon, uh, Red Rock Country, a team was on the counting bighorn, or that was counting bighorn sheep by helicopter, spotted something odd, and landed to take a closer look. It was not a sheep. It was a three-sided metal monolith, about 10 to 12 feet tall, planted firmly on the ground with no clear sign of where it came from or why it was there. The Utah Department of Public Safety, revealing its existence to the wider world on Monday, said that the team found the unusual object last week in southeastern Utah during a survey with the state wildlife emergency. The object was found in a remote area at the Baron Ehrenbot, uh, remote in that Ehrenbot, a spokesman for the Utah Division of Wildlife Resources, described as rugged and very rocky, with many canyons and potential hazards which make it very difficult to get to by foot. There is more to the story, however. Just days after being discovered in Utah, the monolith vanished, only to reappear in a Romanian hillside shortly after. Then, just like before, the monolith disappeared again, only this time to be found in California. The same one? uh, Presumably. Um, So these monoliths have been disappearing and reappearing all over the world, and just recently several have been found in the UK, Spain, and even Germany, one of which was destroyed in the German German town of Salzburg. As recently as December 11th, two have appeared in Poland, and one was found near the riverbed near the reserve of Kielce. So there was two that, that appeared in Poland at that time. Um, another in the capital city of Warsaw. Uh, this week, this week, several have been found in the U.S. cities of Ithaca, New York, Noonan, Georgia, and Fort Pierce, Florida. It is presumed that they will continue to dis- disappear and reappear in another part of the world very soon. What the hell is happening? I think what's happening is we're going to see a very weird end to this year and uh, weird next year. I mean, I, I figure with everything that's happened, my running joke is that this is the time that the dinosaurs come back and try to take over. <laughs> that's what's going on. They, people say aliens, I say dinosaurs, but there's just weird stuff that's going to happen, and I think it's going to be weird stuff that challenges the way we think. I mean, presumably, the most logical explanation for this would be it's like someone's art project, or like, you know, mm-hmm. some really rich person's art installation that is just, you know, meant to be, you know, you know go viral or whatever. Hmm. But my brain mm-hmm. says aliens. I <laughs> thought of aliens, you know, I thought of aliens too. I brought up the dinosaurs, not that they would, you know, be but, able to have the brains to move a monolith. But, yeah, ali- yeah. That, I mean, that's... But, but I, I think everything's aliens. So <laughs> after, but how... I wouldn't be so surprised if that happened next year after the weirdness of this year. I mean, all of... If you had said a year ago, if you had named the things that would happen this year... It's every, you know so many people would be working from home. Right. People wouldn't be touching each other. People would be wearing... I mean, a year ago... What would you think if you saw somebody in public with a mask on? I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with... Actually, I have seen people like that, and I 
clearly judge them. Yeah. Because I'm like, what, what's wrong with you? I mean, never mind. <laughs> yeah, and it, I mean, Michael Jackson used to do that back in the day, too. And, you, you know, I don't know if you remember that, but it's like that sort of thing. And it was like, whoa. And now it's just, you know, you have to. You know, it's yeah. very, very... Crazy times. Yeah, it is crazy. Speaking of crazy, uh, a hunter in the Czech Republic was charged... Uh, and so I want to, this is, this is so exciting. I, I'm, I'm getting, uh, having fun just reading this or talking about it. So he was charged and he got his gun snagged by a deer. (laughs) Yeah. So the deer, uh, got caught, I guess the antlers caught, uh, the, the, the gun and the deer fled into the woods with the weapon. Now police, uh, in South Bohemian, in the South Bohemian region said, a hunter contacted authorities to recount the story of how he lost his gun while hunting near the uh, village of uh, uh, Horny Plana. <laughs> Horny Plana. <laughs> Horny Plana. That's where I, that's where I want to go. Now the man said uh, one of the hunting dogs in his group uh, startled the deer in a wooded area, causing the panicked deer to run directly towards him. This is a badass deer, by the way. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> Aggressive. The, the deer's antlers ripped the man's sleeve and snagged on his twenty-two Hornet rifle, which uh, has been uh, slung over, which was slung over his left uh, hand at the time. Now the animal ran off into the woods with the hunter's unloaded uh, gun still attached to his antlers. Uh, the man told police. Another hunter reported spotting a deer with a rifle hanging from his antlers uh, more than half a mile from the scene. Uh, is this the beginning uh, stages of an animal uprising against humans? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we just said this, 2020 couldn't get weirder. Like, if the animals decided to uprise against us, right. this would be the year to do so. Even dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, it's funny that, you know, that we, we're re- I'm reading this story because just recently I had a uh, an, an experience where a deer kept popping up into my life. And mm-hmm. I read this whole, you know, about antlers. And it's just, I don't know, I just, I love this story just because it's a, a deer and all that I've learned about antlers. Did you, did you know that they grow uh, the deer, only the males have them. Mm-hmm. They shed their antlers every year and regrow them. Mm-hmm. What the f? Mm-hmm. I I did want to mention you got you got your first deck of tarot cards. I did, I did. And I think what was interesting about them because it's all animal based. Yes, but wasn't your first car that you pulled a, a deer? It 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 wasn't, but it's the one that I pulled uh, that Friday when I started seeing deer. Right. And it was, uh, th- that was just so weird. I, I pulled the deer card, learned about the antlers. As I'm reading, I'm at the hospital getting a COVID test uh, before the surgery. I'm reading about antlers. I look up and I see two uh, deer, life-size deer sta- uh, statues with huge antlers. As I'm reading about antlers, uh, I mean, I know it's Christmas time, but still, it was just <laughs> weird that I would be reading that and set right across from those. So I'm all about the deer. One more thing, I, I I saw a video recently on on the internet that there was, um, I think it was either in, in I want to say Michigan, but it might have been Canada, mm-hmm. um, but there was a, a video of two moose just Ooh. attacking each other, just going at it in somebody's front yard, Jeez. like in their driveway, and then somebody caught it on video, and then and then like these just these two moose are just like beating each other and you know attacking <laughs> each other with, with their antlers and stuff because you know how they charge each other with the antlers. And yeah, stuff. yeah. But was hope oh, neither one of them had a gun. <laughs> no, they did not have a gun. <laughs> Luckily, one. I mean, that'll be the day. Um, 
This final article was one that I found very interesting. It's uh, how to get smarter according to neuroscience. So while there are a number of different forms of intelligence, today we're talking about two. Crystallized intelligence is accumulated knowledge, facts and figures, think education. Our fluid intelligence is the ability to learn and retain new information and then use it to solve a problem, learn a new skill, Hmm. or to recall existing memories and modify them with new knowledge. Think applied intelligence. So becoming more educated is, while not easy, certainly simple. Improving fluid intelligence is harder, which is one reason why brain games, crossword puzzles, Sudoku, brain training apps, and etc. are all fairly popular. But do they actually make you smarter? Do they improve your fluid intelligence? No, they don't. Um, A 2007 study published in Behavioral and Brain Sciences assessed the impact of brain training games on fluid intelligence after participants played Tetris CS Tetris for several weeks. Cortical thickness and cortical activity increased. Um, So both were signs of an increase of neural connections and learned expertise, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. In simple terms, their brains bulked up and got smarter. But after those first few weeks, cortical thickness and activity started to decrease, eventually returning to pre-Tetris mastery pursuit levels. Mm -hmm. Even though their skill levels remained high, the participants did not lose brain power. Their brains became so efficient at playing Tetris that those increased neural connections were no longer necessary. Oh, wow. So once you achieve a level of comfort, your brain no longer has to work as hard. And at that new muscle, uh, mental muscle gain starts to atrophy. So what can you do? Stay uncomfortable. Uh, once you've mastered a new game, a new process, or a new skill, a new anything, move on to something new. At work, home, anywhere, just keep challenging yourself. Not only will you pocket a constant flow of new information and skill, your brain will stay bulked up and forging new neural connections, making it easier to keep learning and growing. And then there's this. Uh, The more you know, the more you can leverage the power of associative learning, the process of relating something new to something you already know. Um, What other type of intelligences do you think there are? Street smarts. Definitely. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean... I know some people who are just like super book smart and mm-hmm. like just, but literally you put them in public, they do not know how to do anything. Yeah. Uh, just being aware of surroundings, that's a certain type of smart. I feel bad because I'm usually, I, I pride myself on being uh, aware of my surroundings. And I remember a couple of weeks ago or a month or so ago at the grocery store, I'm just like, la da 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 da, like I'm totally out of it. And you're like, you, you're like, hey, that lady's going to hit you. Or, or, I like to think that I'm I'm street smart. Mm-hmm. And I, I am to a certain extent, but there's certain things that, like you know, when you're walking down the street and you have your headphones on, yeah, you're not aware of your surroundings at all. You can't hear what's going on behind you. You can't, you know. And the, I got robbed at gunpoint at one time because I was walking with my headphones on. Oh, geez. So I mean, there's definitely things that that like that that you know are a certain level of intelligence. Um, I also like to think of like creative intelligence, like someone who can create something new or use that kind of associative learning process to Ooh. blend things and create a new kind of idea or something. Well, you know, it's funny when you talk about the headphone thing. I remember that's one thing I used to do uh, a long time ago, especially when I had the wired headphones. Mm-hmm. I would have one in and one slung over my other ear mm-hmm. so I could actually hear sounds around me. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether that was like smart or whether it was just me being you know, think, paranoid. I think or, that's smart. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, if you do choose to like listen to your headphones, like even listen to them at like maybe a, a lower level than you normally would so that way you can kind of hear what's still going on around you. Yeah. 
probably not music because music tends to be a constant flow of noise. But like you know, podcast was something that you can probably listen to at a reasonable level without losing your kind of like awareness of what's around you. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's just podcast like ours, uh, like ours like, exactly. Like cosmic journey. <laughs> Um, I think we're going to take a little break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to have Astrology Corner and Jay's Cosmic Insights. Sure is. And welcome back, Star Seeds. Welcome. We are going to jump into some Astrology Corner today. Um, I did want to talk about a couple of things before. You know we had that new moon eclipse on Monday. You were telling me about this. So I didn't see it. Oh, we had a meteor shower too. Actually. Yes, yes. I didn't see that either. I was sad because I wanted to go to see it. It was Sunday night. I, I went outside to see it, but there were so many clouds around. And I, I didn't have my car either, so I couldn't like drive anywhere where there wasn't any light pollution or anything yeah so i missed it i was very sad about that i know you told me i was i was kind of sad but i didn't leave the house so i I can't say anything right i was gonna wait for you what i was gonna do (laughs) is wait for you to tell me oh the media is a showering and then i was gonna go outside right well we couldn't sit anyways because there were just clouds everywhere um but we did have a new moon eclipse the very next day um so new moons are basically like when you set your intention for the next uh i believe six months and so you know i i wasn't feeling very well that day mm-hmm. but um it, it basically kind of like helped uh i feel like it still worked for me though because you know very i think it was intention from the last new moon or like six months prior mm-hmm. that the goodness kind of started happening for me anyways. So like, you know, I got my rental assistance this week. I got an extra $300 randomly from the college that I didn't even finish a semester at. Nice. And so I started kind of manifesting money in a very interesting way that I didn't really expect. Um, But uh, so that was very interesting. So that was the new moon eclipse. Um, Eclipse season is also very interesting just because uh, that's the time of like, kind of like when you're, it's very difficult to to manifest things or you might have difficulty in you know energetic in the energetic realm or like you might not feel exactly yourself or or things or things just might feel wonky Mm -hmm. um but we have a very good news um that's done so we 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 are done with the eclipse season for now Mm -hmm. um but now on monday when this episode comes out Mm -hmm. is the 1221 Jupiter Saturn conjunction. 1221 is a palindrome. It's, it is. Yeah, absolutely. 1221, 2020. Oh, do you I just have to say this. Do you remember, uh, was it 1212, 2012, or 1221, 2012, when the world was supposed to end? And back in 2012? When was that? It was, it was, it was 2012, but I, yeah, I don't know whether it was the 12, 12, 12. I, or I think it was 1221, 12, because it was, the, it, wasn't that the equinox? I have no idea. Anywho, uh, speaking of the equinox, the the Jupiter Saturn conjunction also falls on the on the winter equinox. So it's the very same day. Ooh. Longest night of the year, followed by uh, the Jupiter Saturn conjunction, which is like a really great gateway. It's finally we're we're literally going to be in the age of Aquarius on starting Monday. Ooh. Because they're both going to be in Aquarius f- for the next twenty years. Oh, and geez. 
So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a big time. And, and this is the time when, you know, things are starting to pick up again. And I know we're kind of entering, maybe entering another lockdown potentially here in, in L.A. But within that kind of that kind of restriction, we're going to find ways to uh, we're going from the caterpillar to the butterfly, essentially. Ooh, so we're, like we're taking it. off from the ground where we've metamorphosized, we've kind of done the work. But now is the time to transform. Now is the time that we're our wings are coming out of out of the shell. They're still a little wet. They're still kind of like you know, eh, they haven't quite hardened yet. Why are they wet? Because of all <laughs> the ooze. <laughs> I can't even. I was with your analogy, but I'm like, why would the wings be wet? Because the wings are wet when they come out of the, of the chrysalis. Oh, okay. They have, they take a little bit to dry. Oh. And then once they dry, they harden, and and then they can take flight. Butterflies have blow dry. <laughs> I'm almost done with this bitch. That was the analogy I heard, and, and I'm just going with it. But yeah, when when you go from the caterpillar, they go into the chrysalis. They they transform inside that. They all the ooze and, and their their cellular structure changes. Mm. Whatever happens in there happens, and then once they emerge from there, their wings kind of like you know they're they're rolled up. And then they come out, and then they kind of spread their wings a little bit. They're still kind of wet. They can't really, you know, fly yet. But they have to eat while they while the wings dry. Then they can take flight. So oh. we're entering, we're coming out of the cocoon. Now we're, our wings are drying. Oh. Very soon we will be taking flight. Well, you know, it's funny. One thing I heard about uh, uh, this, too, is, uh, I don't know, I think I talked about this, about how, well, I won't go through the whole story, but basically... How the uh, well, I will the part of it. There's a story about this man who saw this butter, uh, saw this co- uh, caterpillar trying to get out of a cocoon, and he just wanted to hurry it up and like let the butterfly come through. So he opens up the cocoon so the butterfly can get through, and it has this big, huge body and tiny, underdeveloped <laughs> wings. It's like what the hell? And he didn't realize that part of the process. The butterfly pushing through that hole mm-hmm. squeezes the fluid from the body into the wings. Mm. And so that's the same thing with us right now, that we're, you know, kind of going through this stuff. But it's so that we can get, you know, the fluid in the right places. Exactly. I don't know where they go with this analogy. Like I said, wet. Yeah, so we can get wet. <laughs> yes, honey. Um, I think that's pretty much it for, like, the updates. But uh, shall we play Right Tight or Not Quite with CoStar? Let's play. So... You at home can play with us as well. All you have to do is download CoStar, not sponsored. Not sponsored. And um, uh, it's basically Mary Fuck Hill with your horoscope. Ooh. And uh, we'll just jump right into it. Yeah. I just I just read, read, looked, looked at my first thing. It says, find a new toy. <laughs> Why don't you go first, actually? Ooh. Since you, since you got that. Find a new toy. Okay. So uh, I always ask this. Should I just uh, read the main one and then... Uh... So your main idea and then read the whole main thing. Okay. You can marry, fuck, kill that if you want to. All right. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to do but that. Then, but then pick three specific things to go into. Okay. So today, you being me, you're able to grin and bear it. It's not magic. It's your capacity to deal with everything that can't be compartmentalized. Let your, Letting yourself feel will serve you well right now. Ooh. Mm. Uh, it can be hard to control verbal diarrhea when you're restless. Yes, it can. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, you're not a bad person for using your intellect to win people over. Pay attention to how you communicate. The general theme of your life during this period is to free yourself from jealousy and emotional possessiveness by seeking out forms of love and friendship that deviate from your past. If you know you are not good together, 
No need to drive the point home. Wow. Didn't you send me something this morning about emotional... Yeah, it was, yeah, about, uh, what was this? Uh, emotion... Emotional attachment or something like that? Something like bad types of emotional attachment. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Wow. No, that's that's right. It couldn't get no right of it. <laughs> and then pick one of your um, main, top, main ideas, or main power, pressure, or trouble. Uh, I don't know why I'm going to go with social life. Oh wait, where, let's see. Where uh, I have power in my social life. I, that's something I did not expect. Uh, so let's let's go there. Uh, very slowly. Okay. Okay. Social life. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you everything. <laughs> I was hoping you knew where I was going. <laughs> so for social life, uh, it says uh, that I have charisma. 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 I, I don't know her. Uh, there are times when you want to. Uh, there are times when you want others to merge with you. You can tie this to your Uranus and Scorpio. Uh, try what about my anus? <laughs> it's in Scorpio. Or Scorpio is in it. Uh, <laughs> try to help other people redirect their bad habit energy into creative outlets. Wow. This is like, that's right. You know, because it's, it's funny. I was talking to, or texting with a friend that uh, just feels like, Kind of like I was feeling a couple of weeks ago. That what's the point? Everybody's like so. I'm just alone and bored. I'm and I was you know telling him something like this too, like kind of encouraging him to kind of seek you know what you can put out into the world. But it's funny that, that so that's right. Good. Um, today my main idea says you really want to have the right answer, but you also want to surrender to the unknown. Ugh, yeah, it's very. On, on brand for me, if you will. <laughs> it's something that I'm actually really working on is kind of being okay with unknown. Mm. Today you're trying to sit with all of your feelings, but instead of going deeper, you actively avoid emotions. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're not a bad person. You just need new reading materials. Spend time with people who can, lis- who can listen while you talk out your feelings. I started back at therapy. I've done two sessions mm. so far. Um, this month, you are ready to playfully explore other people's thoughts and perspectives. This is a commendable move for someone who tends to accept traditional ideas without questioning them. Try to be really explicit about your personal strengths. Name them, exercise them, use them. The general theme of your life during this time is to use the confidence you've acquired in your thinking to study, learn, and develop new forms of mental discipline. <clears throat> The space between your inner and outer world is liminal, like the front porch or threshold of a room. I think that's definitely right for me. <laughs> definitely. Like, all, all three parts. Um, I have power and routine, thinking and creativity, and self. Or I have pressure in social life and sex and love. Ooh, that's what my pressure is. I'm going to do... Since you did social life, I'm going to do social life. All right. Uncharted Waters. Uh, Uranus is pushing on you right now. <laughs> wow. Uh, this is why you feel pressured to externalize your inner genius. Try to remember that expansion is your lifeblood. Don't confuse dependability with treading water. This is why you feel pressured to externalize your inner genius. Try to remember that expansion is your lifeblood. Don't confuse dependability with treading water. Huh? I think I know exactly. I think uh, I'm gonna dive deep because that's a little confusing for me. Um, mood challenging ego. You're feeling torn between two ways of being in the world. The heart and the mind shouldn't be in conflict. 
find a way to pull them together. Ooh. Damn. Okay, mm. this, this is where it's going. Uh, this is a right for me, for sure. Um, pushing on Uranus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I pressure to externalize your inner genius. I, I, I definitely feel like I, I have a lot going on inside of me, in my mind, and in my heart that I need to... Uh, externalize and, and express and I'm now in a, in a mental place where I feel comfortable in doing so and um, I'm happy with that. That's a right. That's right! Okay, so my pressure, I guess like yours, uh, is in sex and love. Mm-hmm. It's complicated! So you, speaking of me, you show your affection by paying close attention to their emotional needs. Uh, that's right. Uh, try to remember today Uh, as you may feel unusually dreamy and romantic. People are never too busy to get what they want. Ooh. Uh, You have the desire for indulgence in the deepest parts of your psyche. There may be a conflict with another person between... Oh, I need to open this up. Uh, Maybe a conflict with another person uh, between you, your inner world, and the rest of the universe. You will have to choose between this desire and the way you've always existed in the world. Uh, Make sure you're getting adequate mental stimulation. Seek out interesting conversation, if only over text. Uh, Think about who you really are and what you want to be doing. You already have the answers. Wow. I'm going to say this is right. Definitely. Yeah. Mm, Routine, thinking, creativity, self, sex, and love. I'm going to do thinking and creativity. Mm. Power in thinking and creativity. Creative flow. Every human's head is a house of worship. You like to analyze your consciousness. If you can figure out how to tolerate contradictions. Communications. Transforming independence. Ooh, this is long. You've been analyzing material possessions for or a sense of security. This, yeah. <laughs> this part of yourself will transform into something else. You will have to deal with the way you've been thinking and communicating, replacing your natural sense of individuality, rebellion, and creativity. Learn to face your problems. Candor and clarity require a great deal of courage, but nothing can be achieved without them. This transformative situation will see its beginnings and resources. Keep an eye on what you value, what you've nurtured for years, and how you're feeling about yourself. This situation will affect multiple parts of your life. It will impact your home life, bring new forms of creativity or romance into your life, expand your worldview, and affect your subconscious. Stand on the edge. Survey the scene. I love this part. Stand on the edge. Survey the scene for longer that is tolerable. Understand the precise contours of the surface. The exact distance to the water below. The way the ground pushes against the bottom of your feet. As a result of this situation, part of your personality will change and replace it with something new. This first part, uh, definitely a right. Because uh, I have been analyzing my material possessions. I actually told you I, I did a full budget for myself mm-hmm. um just to like have that kind of like security and that, and that kind of knowing i have a plan um this is something i used to do a lot and i definitely needed to do it again because i had very gotten out of the habit since covid started and all this stuff and i've just been kind of free falling <laughs> but um free falling free falling uh you will have to deal with the way you've been thinking communicating replacing your natural sense of uh, face your problems. Yeah, candor and clarity. I have been exercising that as well. So yeah, this is definitely like an all right for me. Um, I would say, I'm going to say tight because I've been having the same second part to this for the past like 
<laughs> six months. I must say that second part to that big part was is, is a tight because I still have not exactly seen or understood what that means. So that's there's a right and a tight. Ooh, a right and a tight. Mm-hmm. That rhymed. Oh wait, these already rhymed. Never these mind. all rhyme. <laughs> Ow. So I am apparently having trouble with spirituality. Are we all? Make, are you having trouble with spirituality too? Are I you? don't even have spirituality. On here. Oh, okay, because I thought I knew we we had a couple like both pressure and sex and love. I think we had, mm-hmm. and uh, we had anyhow. We had some uh, that overlapped, which is kind of cool. Uh, so spirituality. People with their Neptune and Sagittarius are thought of as resenting possession. Uh, but really, you need to feel absolutely free in relationships. During this time, it may be hard for you to value the importance of your own healing and well-being. Nothing has ever been fair for you. Hmm, okay. I, th- that part's a, a right, but I'll say uh, things not being fair, that can be good or bad. Mm-hmm. Sometimes things not being fair is, is awesome. Uh, I'm going to go to boredom causing confusion because they have, uh, oh, should I go to, they have, I have a couple of these. Uh, I'm going to go to boredom causing confusion. Uh, you have a desire to expand your career and ambitions. You will find yourself frustrated in your true calling to transcend the mundane. These frustrations will see their beginnings in deep truths relating to your career or social life. An endless array of irritation and obstacles will affect how you really feel about your social status or deep fears about what you're doing with your life. Exercise patience, give things time, and the situation will calm. You don't have to make up your mind right away. I've been going through some of that, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that's right. All right. Not super right, but right. I mean, it's like... It's a right and a tight. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, a, it's between right and tight. Um, that was your third, right? Yeah, it was. That was your last one. All right. Uh, ooh, should I do routine or sex and love? Ooh. I always do sex and love. Right. Because that's my brand. Um, but (laughs) that's my brand. I'm going to do power and routine just for the shits and giggles of it. Yeah. Success in your work. Uh, you typically work towards your goals with enthusiasm. In this moment, you may feel especially philosophical, making it a perfect time to commit yourself entirely to your self-worth. You only need to prove yourself to yourself. Right. Um, changes enhancing response. No, let's do realism facilitating ego, because this one's a little bit more recent. Um, your vision has been clear regarding the things you know and are familiar with. You will notice frictionless movement in the way you articulate yourself. Make a decision and stick to it. Noticing and naming things has a certain power. They can no longer thrive in shadow and must meet the world as everything else. This acceleration will see its beginnings in your subconscious in conjunction with the way you make sense of the world. Uh, A surprising event will quickly change the way you talk about trauma, rational fears that manifest in crippling anxiety, or uncertainty that makes you afraid. This situation will move incredibly quickly. Be ready. October 30th, 2020 to February 19th, 2021. Ooh, October 30th? Mm-hmm. Day before my... My... My breakdown. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Interesting. Through February 19th. So through Valentine's Day. Ooh. I mean, I, I, I will say this is probably a right... Um, I, yeah, I mean, 
it's been a transformative experience just since since that that moment and and from uh now to the this kind of future self that i'm seeing myself move into that i think is a, is a good thing definitely hope it's a good thing feel it's a good thing um so yeah i would say this is a right for me as well um this is uh this has been right to but not quite with co-star you guys thank you again co-star not sponsored not sponsored and uh also screw you for reading us for filth yeah yeah I will I will do that because I have cosmic insights insights of the cosmic variety. <laughs> so uh, we talk a lot and I talk a lot. That's it. No, uh, <laughs> we do, do nothing but talk. <laughs> right? That would be a, a true statement. But you know, one thing that's brought up a lot is to you know affirm and to see our situation is great and to see the positives in a situation to be satisfied and happy with what you have, which are all good traits. But there is something. Uh, I forgot who made the term or coined the phrase, but Napoleon Hill in a couple of his books talks about this. Inspirational dissatisfaction. Mm. Now, there is a dissatisfaction that, you know, I hate where I am and it just causes me to be negative and I just go into this place and everything's crappy and blah, blah, blah. There. There's also a, a, a way to respond to uh, dissatisfaction to where it's actually inspirational, where it inspires us to do better and to be better. And that's what this talks about. When we see our situation from a point of view and we're tired of being how we're being, we're tired of living how we're living, so we, we change something about it. And I started thinking about inspirational dissatisfaction in my own life, uh, or dissatisfaction in general, and I started thinking of what could I say about that, uh, what are some steps I could take to go from dissatisfaction to where I want to be. The first thing, number one, is to recognize reality. Now, it's a good thing to affirm and to say, you know, to affirm my future and to say this and that, but the problem is sometimes we can have... Have you ever had like a, something where you were being a certain way and it was getting in the way of stuff, but you want just denied that you were there or just didn't want to look yeah. at it? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and what we have to do is sometimes I want to excuse why I'm being a certain way. I want to excuse why I'm not at a certain place in life, why I don't have the money that I want, why I'm not driving the car that I want, why I'm stuck in a rut, why my relationships might not be going the way that I want them to go. I want to say, oh, it's because, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or no, everything's fine. I don't have a problem in this area. If I'm spending money too much, I don't want to look at it. But the, the first, what's the, you know, they always say... Uh, what's the first uh, part step to solving any problem? Recognize the problem. Recognizing there's a, that you know the problem that there is a problem, and recognizing reality, it calls me in the quiet recesses of my own mind to look and see exactly where I am. As a matter of fact, not just in my own mind, but sometimes to get it down on paper or get it down on text or, or you know on type it for uh, you, you younger folk. Uh, but at any rate, so in my head, I can think things are a certain way. I can rationalize it because as long as something's just in my head, 
what happens is that it's going by feelings. So I can use feelings to justify anything in my head. But once I get it down on paper, it's no longer something in my head that I can just excuse with a feeling. It's something real and tangible. So the first thing I need to do is see where I am. Mm -hmm. Financially, where am I? In my relationships, where am I? Mm -hmm. in uh you know with people as a person when nobody else is looking <laughs> where am i right that's what i need to do it recognize reality because there's no way that i'm going to grow from this point to where i want to be if i don't recognize where i am because i won't be willing to do some things so not only do we need to recognize reality we need to once we realize okay i'm at this position we <laughs> I'm getting the finger from Demi. Uh, uh, we also need to look at the reasons that we want to change. Now, this might sound a lot like the first one, but yeah, I'm at this place. But this is the thing. If I am spending money poorly, if that's my thing, if that's my reality, why is that even important? You know, the reasons... I think a big part of moving from my dissatisfaction to where I want to be is I'm getting such weird looks from you right now. I'm just looking at you. I just like you. <laughs> I like you too. I miss this. I seriously miss this. I thought I was doing something wrong. Like you're no, wrong. I'm just smiling. Okay, but you know there need to be reasons that things are uh, changed. This is you know I'm, I'll get personal for a second. I know that I had some issues in relationships. Uh, it was. You know, before, you know, when I didn't have, you know, any gay friends, I was the token gay everywhere. Uh, I fell for straight guys. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember certain times then I fell for gay friends with, where there was no chance of a relationship. And I've gone through that. I've also gone through dating people where we're actually dating, but I'm more in it than they are. And I, you know, think that something is going so far, but it's not going any further. Now, I could continue to live like that. I could continue to seek unavailable people. I would be my, my, you know, if I want to do that, good. But when I look at what that's costing me, right, mm -hmm. I realize that there have been times where I felt so low, so uh, my self-esteem was, was, was hurt by a lot of that. I felt like I wasn't good enough. Uh, it affected me in my money situation because there were times during those times where I felt like I couldn't even go to work where nothing mattered. And I realized, well, what's happening is the juice is no longer worth the squeeze. What I'm getting out of these fake relationships, you know, or these unhealthy relationships yeah. isn't worth it anymore. And when I realized that the reasons I need, sometimes I just say I want to change and I forget about the reason. You know, it's like, do you, do you, do you want to live like that? Do you want to live where... Uh, you look at, wake up in the morning and you don't like the person in the mirror. These are reasons. Yeah. When you look at your bank account and you realize it's less because of this thing that I'm doing. Uh, what are the reasons? Where do I want to go in life? So uh, recognize reality. Uh, look at the reasons. But then, I like this part, we're going to the negative stuff. Uh, to reaffirm. Reaffirm. Uh, the positive stuff that's in my life. So I, I realize the negative stuff, what I don't want to be. So now I need to reaffirm the positive stuff. Not only do I affirm, make affirmations, but I reaffirm. You were reading that thing about how when we learn new bits of information, uh, it's every time we learn, like even studying for an hour, any, a bit of new information, we literally double the amount of synaptic connections mm -hmm. in the brain. 
double, right? Now, one thing you alluded, alluded to is that if I don't practice some of those things, what happens is I can lose those connections unless they're reaffirmed. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to mention this because when I do my affirmations, when I do the things that uh, are in, in conflict with the old way of thinking and I have my new way of thinking, I'm using my hands a lot here. You guys can't see <laughs> yeah, that. That's really cute. I'm, I'm handsy. Uh, hmm. um, but anyhow, I have to reaffirm because I didn't get to this negative place. I'm, I'm going to sit on my hand. <laughs> I didn't get to this negative place just in one day, right? Yeah. I had to keep practicing the same thing. I, I was thinking about, uh, I'm, I'm watching this show. Uh, have you heard of uh, uh, Tiny Pretty Things? It's the ballet show on uh, on Netflix. Oh, no, I, I was thinking like little pretty little liars. Pretty, or pretty little liars. Oh yeah. yeah, no, it's I yeah, it's tiny pretty things, and I I didn't. It's weird. I didn't expect to watch the show. I was like, eh, I didn't. It doesn't seem my thing. And I don't know how this happened, but it's like Netflix turned it on. Maybe I set my remote down and I pressed the button by accident, mm -hmm. and the show started, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll watch this. And I've watched eight episodes of it. Any <laughs> you just turn it on on accident and just have it turn it off. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 but one thing that they talked about, they have a lot of great quotes in there. Watch that movie, if you, if you, or that show, if you haven't. But one thing they talk about, they're ballet dancers, and they're making these moves and making their bodies do all these weird contorting you know, things. And one of the, the one of the characters says that talks about muscle memory mm -hmm. that you keep practicing these impossible things over and over again that the body maybe is not supposed to do until your body knows how to do it better than your brain so you're not even thinking about it mm -hmm. you're just doing the impossible thing because you've done it so many times. Dated a ballet dancer. Really? Yeah. What? <laughs> I want to hear the way. I'm going to stop for a second. What was that like? <laughs> um. Well, the sex, I, the sex was good, wasn't it? It was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. I mean, it was it was a very lovely guy, very lovely. Oh, yeah. And Bendy. No, I'm just kidding. And Bendy. <laughs> <laughs> but that whole thing, I mean, it's like you know, with you know, ballet, guitar, lifting weights. There, there's certain things tying one shoe. There's muscle memory. We practice it over and over again. And there's certain things about my life I have to reaffirm because I realize in any given time, I can start stressing about money, right? Yeah. I can start stressing about money and, oh my God, because I see where I want to be, but I look at my bank account, it's not where I want to be. But I have things like the, the universe, the uh, abundance of the universe flows to me in avalanches of abundance. Things like money consistently comes to me uh, in increasing quantities from uh, multiple sources, little things about money. So I reframe or, or re, uh, reaffirm, uh, you know, the things in my brain. Uh, Briefly, I, 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 mm -hmm. yesterday when I was in training, um, somebody had a question about emotional intelligence and like how people might get that kind of... Um, be, you know how how you how it's explained how emotional intelligence is explained or taught that it might be confusing to some people, but um, my teacher he kind of like to like go into like a neuroscience type type explanation of like why that might be is because that person hasn't really forged the new neural pathways of Ooh. like how that works. So like once you act like say you learn something new mm -hmm. that starts it, but it doesn't necessarily. Um, you know, connect the whole dot. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you have to kind of, like, practice that, and that forges the new neural pathways to learn that Ooh. new thing. 
I like that. Yeah. It's it, that's seriously a great lead in to what the next one was was to reframe, oh, yeah. which is like wow. So that which is awesome because what happens is this is my main thing that I, I or that I think I think of if my money situation is kind of crazy. What happens is I think of money. All of a sudden, money. Then what's my next thought? I don't have as much as I want. And then I get into all these negative thoughts about money, right? Mm -hmm. When I think of money, because things are two things. They're the thing and the lack of the thing. And sometimes when we think of the thing, we're not thinking of the thing. We're thinking of the lack of the thing. Same thing again. Huh? Same thing again. The thing. (laughs) Yes, Miss Thing. Nobody says Miss Thing anymore. So if I'm thinking about my uh, relationship uh, stuff, right? Uh, why do I money and relationships? There's two things I, <laughs> I so bring up. Like, everybody's mind. Wow. But, uh, you know, I think about uh, relationships. Then I think about, oh, wow, there's, nothing, there's something wrong. Maybe there's something wrong with me. There's no good guys out there, blah, blah, blah. And what happens is those associations that I have built into my mind, that once I think of relationships, I confirm what that belief is in my mind about relationships or about money. So if I have this view of money, I will keep acting in ways that will keep me broke. If I have this feeling about relationships, about friendships, about all this stuff, I will keep putting myself in positions and acting. bias. Yes, exactly. So, yes, because I want it. This is what I believe, and I'm going to make sure that that's true, Mm -hmm. right? So what happened is we need to reframe. That is that when I think about money... I need to make sure that now I attach something good to it. Mm-hmm. Not only good affirmations, but good emotions. Because if I'm always thinking these bad emotions or these bad things and they lead me to negative emotions when I think about the thing, I said the thing again, uh, <laughs> what happens is I need to think about the thing, whatever that thing is, uh, in my mind, I need to think about it with some great affirmations, but also some great feelings. So now, instead of when I think of money, me, I don't have it, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God, this pit, feeling in the pit of my stomach. And change that to I think about money. Then I get happy because I realize I live in abundance. And what the confirmation bias will happen, uh, or the confirmation that will happen for my bias, <laughs> is that I'll start acting in ways that attract money because I feel like I live in abundance. I'll start acting in ways that... Uh, attract better relationships and I, th- I think this has definitely happened for me like a lot of my crazy friendships I used to have it's like I, I, I say in my brain the type of friendships I yeah. want to have and the type of people I want to be around me the type of person I want to be and all of a sudden I think my friendships now I god bless I've had some great friends but I think my friendships now are healthy the number of people I talk to is significantly lower, mm-hmm. but I think the friendships that I have are healthy. The conversations are healthy, uh, even though we talk about the booty hell sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to maybe elaborate a little bit, but um, you know, it, it's Christmas right now. Yeah, I mean, it'll it'll be Christmas in six what, days. What six days? Mm-hmm. Um, times are hard for a lot of people. You know, yeah. Coming from a money place, like like times are really hard, especially this year. I know some people's. Uh, unemployment just ran out and not sure if they're going to be a reissue or like if the Senate, fuck the Senate right now, but uh, they're not pushing forward with the help that people need to, you know, pay their bills and everything. And, but uh, I, I was kind of like during this, I I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to give people Christmas presents this year. And I, you know, and, and that's okay, and, and that's fine, but, you know, when 
we when we give from a a a, a place of of just like care of love of of generosity it doesn't have to be anything extravagant yeah like it, it could be from the 99 cent store it, it's the thought behind it that counts but when we stop acting from that that fear mentality that mm-hmm. we always kind of talk about when we start acting from that love mentality yeah like this year i i just happen to have um i won't tell too much but i happen to have things just lying around my house Mm-hmm. that I didn't know what I was going to do with. So I started saying, what can I do with these that I can kind of give away as my Christmas presents this year? Mm-hmm. And by all means, like like that made me feel even better because like, now I have something to give. Wow. Yeah. I, li- you know, I like that too because sometimes it's funny, the greatest gift sometimes doesn't have to be expensive. It can be, especially if something is perfect for another person, mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be bought. It can be like, oh, this thing will enrich your life and shows me or shows is just me giving you something that's going to bless you or enrich your life or make you happy or something that's meant for you. So that is, that's awesome. The last part of this is we, you know, we recognize reality, uh, look at the reasons that uh, change is needed, uh, reaffirm uh, the, the, you know, the positive, uh, reframe. So I connect the, uh, the image of the thing uh, mm-hmm. with, uh, with positive uh, thoughts and positive feelings. Mm-hmm. But the last thing is resolve. If all this, if I realize, okay, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to be, I need to resolve that uh, I make a decision. People are making New Year's resolutions and everything right now. Uh, are there going to be? I would say when you resolve, uh, two things. That number one, it's, it's, got, it's permanent. I am resolving something. So inspirational dissatisfaction means that I no longer want to be like this anymore. It's not going to be a wishy-washy thing. It's something permanent. It's a the where I want my life to go. And I, I want to think in terms of permanence. If, if my actions are going to be what I permanently do, what actions am I going to take, right? Mm-hmm. Because if I we realize whatever actions we take, it's going to... It lead us to a place and that's what we're going to be like pretty much for the rest of our lives uh and so unless there's a huge change and this is the time of change so uh we want the to be permanent that it's something that uh, i don't change tomorrow it's something that i make in my mind that i want to do but it's not only permanent it's present uh, we do it in the present sometimes if you are resolving to do something next week uh that you're going to make the change next week and there's no change going to be made right now. You haven't resolved anything. Right. It's it's in the present. There's a, a you know a talk that what happens is that especially we want to change something that something starts right here, and I have to realize that right now the two constraints are time and space. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if I want to get from where I am here to over there, the first thing is the space because I'm over here and it's over there. The second thing is time. Right. Because for me to get from over here to over there is going to take some time. So I think about time and space as my constraints. But when I, I love how Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about reacting from the quantum field of all possibilities, what happens is when I get in motion now, there's something about nowness that brings time and space under control. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to just you know say at the end, if there's something that you're dissatisfied about, don't wait till January 1st to change it. 
your some of the best things can your resolution your change can happen now uh and it probably should happen now so uh that's my cosmic insight absolutely thank you for that thank you um we're gonna take another quick little break and then we're gonna come when we come back we're gonna talk about uh shamanism and spirit animals shaman boys understand is this uncle snappy here and i guess this is the last show you're doing you talking about shaman I, I i like shaman that's my favorite toilet paper i mean because when you got shaman toilet paper it's nice and soft it protects you it protects you baby so i want to hear what y'all say about shaman welcome back star seeds uh today we are talking about a very uh cool topic um this is actually a suggestion that you had had and mm-hmm. and you wanted to talk about spirit animals i couldn't find a whole lot of stuff about spirit animals truly <coughs> but i did find stuff about shamanism and that leads into spirit animals i feel Ooh, okay so uh we're talking about shamanism and Shaman. spirit animals uh we're gonna start a little bit different this time we're gonna start with a little bit of a meditation so sit back relax close your eyes if you can don't don't if you're driving don't close your eyes <laughs> but um here we go picture this you are in the desert surrounded by cacti coyotes and scorpions you are seated within a sacred circle enclosure with a fire pit in the center it is warm and you are greeted by a mystical looking man in a headdress and moccasins he points to the face to the place where you will be partaking in a sacred ritual, where you will be drinking a special tea and spending the next several hours alternating between vomiting, sweating profusely, and tripping your balls off. You are handed the magic tea and you take your sip. It burns the back of your throat and immediately makes you gag. You lie back and you await your transmission tra- transition into the dream realm. The mythical man speaks to you and guides you through a meditation where you will be meeting your spirit animal and running through the desert with it. You lay there, and you slowly drift off into a technicolor dreamscope of colors and experiences that you can only be described as fucking beautiful, man. You have just partaken in a peyote ritual led by a Navajo shaman in the Arizona desert. Apart from being lost in the desert, naked, and freaking out about the magic coyote that just talked to you, still not sure why you're naked, though, you have had a very mystical experience. Shamans are spiritual gurus who specialize in mystical experiences, and today we are talking about shamans. Nice. Um, I, it's, I, I just I had to mention this when you said why they were naked. I saw this on a, on a show once, so it's true, because I saw it on TV. Uh, <laughs> but the reason is they made them take their clothing off and put on just like underwear or like this one like little sheet or whatever. Because they're going to be vomiting and the other uh, from the tea. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. That's this why. literally off the top of my head. Yeah. So that's why they're, that's why they're naked. They, they take their clothes off. You put on other stuff because things are coming out of everywhere. Which, How did I know that? Yeah. It doesn't sound too, uh, uh, too, uh, too, too cool to me. I want to do a peyote ritual. I, I, want, I would want to do it, but just not with that happen. <laughs> so the word shamanism probably derived from the 
uh, to Tunguzic uh, word saman, meaning one who knows. The modern English word is from the Evenki word saman, uh, same pronunciation, most likely from the southwestern dialect spoke by the uh, Sim uh, Evenki peoples, uh, and the Tunguzic term was subsequently adopted by Russians interacting with indigenous peoples in Siberia. Uh, now, the word was brought to Western Europe in the late 17th century by the Dutch traveler Nicolaus uh, Witsen, who uh, reported uh, his stay and journeys among the indigenous peoples of Siberia. Now, Adam Brand, a merchant who uh, from Lebec, uh, published in 1698 his account of a Russian embassy to China. And he introduced the word shaman to English speakers. A female shaman is sometimes called shamanka. Something like one of my cousins. Uh, <laughs> which is not an actual uh, Tungus term, but simply shaman plus the Russian suffix ka uh, for fem feminine nouns. Definitions. There's no single agreed-upon definition for the word shamanism among anthropologists. The English historian Ronald Hutton noted that the, at the dawn of the 21st century, there were four separate definitions of the term which appeared to be in use. The first of these uses to the, the term to refer to anyone who contacts a spirit world while in an altered state of consciousness. The second definition limits the term to refer to those who contact a spirit while it, uh, world while in an altered state of consciousness at the behest of others, so at the request of others, I guess. Um, the third definition attempts to distinguish shamans from other magical religious specialists who are believed to contact spirits, such as mediums, witch doctors, spiritual healers, or prophets, by claiming that shamans undertake some particular technique not used by the others. The fourth definition, identified by Hutton, uses shamanism to refer to the indigenous religions of Siberia and neighboring parts of Asia. According to the Golomt Center for Shamanic Studies, a Mongolian organization of shamans, the Evenk word shaman would, be, would more accurately be translated as priest. Although shamans' repertoires vary from one culture to the next, they are typically thought to have the ability to heal the sick, to communicate with the other world, and often to escort the souls of the dead to that other world. The other world? The other world. What? The selection. Shamans are said to be born to their role, as evident in certain marks of uh, distinguishing from ordinary people. For instance, a shaman may be born with more bones in his body, uh, teeth, fingers, more than uh, other people. Uh, he does not become a shaman by willing it. For it is not the shaman who summons up the spirits, but they, the supernatural beings, who choose him. Adolescence typically marks the point when the spirits begin to take an overt role in the shaman's life. Although variations of the age uh, of onset do occur, these spirits may, uh, may cause uh, the chosen one to fall into hysterics, to faint repeatedly, to have visions, or to have similar symptoms with these events sometimes uh, persisting for weeks. It must be scary. Mm -hmm. uh, for <laughs> uh, eventually a vision or a dream, uh, the being or beings have chosen the shaman appear and announce their intentions. This call is necessary for the shaman to acquire his powers. The first or the spirit first lavish 
the unwilling shaman to be with all sorts of uh, promises. And if they don't win his consent, they go on to torment him. Uh, known as the illness, the shaman illness, these torments will anguish him for months, in some cases for years. Uh, that is, of course, uh, as long as a human does not accept the possession of shaman. When the uh, candidate finally gives way, he typically falls asleep, sleeps for a long time, generally uh, three days or seven or thrice three days. I love the word thrice. Does that mean nine days? Uh, thrice three, yeah. Thrice three? What? Why ain't they just said nine days? Why don't they just say nine days? Shit, trying to make me do math and shit. <laughs> <laughs> math. Math. Um, basic tasks. Uh, it is the obligation of the shaman to know all matters that human beings need to know in everyday life, but are unable to learn through their own capabilities. A shaman foresees events distant in time and space, discovers the place of a lost animal, forecasts prospects for fishing and hunting, and assists in increasing the game. He is also a healer and a psychopomp, one who accompanies the dead to their otherworldly domain. He fulfills all of these obligations by communicating directly with spirit. The shaman's assistance is necessarily at the three great life passages, birth, marriage, and death. If a woman has not had a child, for instance, then according to the belief of the Nanai, the shaman ascends to heaven, sends her an embryo from uh, the tree of embryos. The, when death occurs, the shaman is necessary to catch the soul of the disease floating in the universe and to escort it to the underworld. Illness is believed to be caused by spirits as well, who must be appeased to, uh, for a cure to be effected. Uh, among certain tribes, illness is thought to be caused by a soul loss, which is when the soul leaves the body and, fi- and falls into the hands of spirits who are angry with it, and therefore torment it. The shaman liberates the strayed soul. Uh, illness may also be caused by spirits entering into a person's body. The shaman cures the patient by driving the spirits out. Usually through song and dance or noise rituals. When you said the straight soul, I thought you said the straight soul. <laughs> you can't be guided. And also psychopomp. I had to look that up. Actually, interesting. With a lot of like um, native cultures and stuff, gay, homosexuality, transgender people are all people who were seen as shamans. Wow. They were actually like religious leaders and things. I could they be actually, a shaman. They, they were actually uh, definitely... Um, revered in, in certain ancient tribes. Wow, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Music, song, and dance. Uh, shaman, uh, shamanic uh, symbols, uh, sh- shamanic symbolism is presented through a dramatic enactment uh, and dance. The shaman, dressed in traditional regular regalia, regalia, <laughs> regalia, uh, lives their voice uh, in song to the spirit. This song is improvised but contains certain obligatory images, metaphors, and refrains. The performance always takes place in the evening. The theater is usually set in a tent or a yurt, uh, the stage of the space around the fire when the spirits, uh, spirits are invoked. The audience consists of invited members of the clan. Uh, wait a second. <laughs> we're Clan with a C, not a K. Right. Making sure you know, awaiting the uh, spirits in awe. Uh, a stage lighter and decorator, the shaman's assistant tends the fire as to throw fantastic shadows onto the wall. 
all these effects help those uh, present to visualize everything that it's being recited uh, by the action of the shaman. Uh, the shaman is simultaneously, simultaneously an actor, dancer, singer, and indeed an orchestra. So definitely gay. Right? <laughs> He's like, hello, I'm a shaman. Hey! Hey, girl, hey. The shaman is simultaneously, uh, he, he's everything. Everything from the outfit to the music, the dancing, all tell a story of ancestors long since past. An important characteristic is that those who are present are not mere objective spectators, but rather faithful believers. And their belief enables the shaman to achieve results as in healing, physical, or mental illness. And also, a really interesting fact that I also found out that I didn't put in here is that shamans can either be male or female. I think I kind of alluded to it with the etymology part of it, but oh. they they had no gender oh, wow. gender biases. Well, they said shamanka. Shamanka, yeah. Shamanka, mm-hmm. Um So, in conclusion, uh, shamanism is an ancient healing tradition and, moreover, a way of life. It is a way to connect with nature and all of creation. Shamanism describes the ancient spiritual practices of indigenous cultures. One could view shamanism as a universal spiritual wisdom inherent to all indigenous tribes. Uh, tribes, As all ancient spiritual practices are rooted in nature, shamanism is the method by which we uh, human beings can strengthen in that natural connection. Back to the uh, uh, immersive part of this. So, your trip has started to picking up the pace now. The shaman that you have been partaking with is dancing in circles around you and calling in their ancestors. The energy in the structure swirls around you while you await to be visited by your spirit animal, so you may run around the desert with it in the middle of the night. Naked, of course. But <laughs> naked. You think to yourself, just who might this mysterious creature be? Ooh. We are going to take a quiz. Uh, uh, now, should, are we taking the quiz... Uh, on air? Are we coming back? Oh, we're taking the quiz on air, absolutely. Oh, okay. Um, I know it's not a visual format, but if we, we'll just describe what we're, what the options are and what our answers will be. So this is a BuzzFeed quiz called What is Your Spirit Animal? Um, so this first question is pick an indulgent food. Uh, pizza, now and forever. Uh, a salad, I'm on a diet. A big salad. Uh, a big salad. <laughs> Burgers, yo. Uh, sushi with sushi on top, candy, something new and awesome. Um, I do love a pizza. I don't eat it very often, though. I, I love salads. Did I ever tell you the story about the salads? It's. I, I want to say yes, but when I, I was a kid, when I was a like a child, just learning how to how to, eat, oh, how to talk about. You said you wanted to. What did you call it? I was in a restaurant and. <laughs> side note but i was in a restaurant and i was like maybe like three years old i just started talking and stuff and my mom and my grandma were asking like what do you want to eat and i i i wanted a thing called a zippy doodah and they're like what in the fuck is a zippy doodah and they're like where did he hear this from i have no idea and then like there's a waiter that our waitress that walks past us holding a salad and I just go, Zippy Doodah, Zippy Doodah. <laughs> I figured out that Zippy Doodah meant salad. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm going to have, uh, I'm picking Zippy Doodah. You're picking a Zippy Doodah. It's only because I'm vegetarian now and it would have been burgers, yo. True. Um, or sushi. I do love a burger, but I'm, mm. I'm mostly vegan, I guess. I mean, I, I definitely fell off the wagon there for a little while, but I'm, I'm back on it again. Um... I love sushi. I just haven't had it in a very long time. 
Not big on candy. I think I'm going to go with something new and awesome, just because I love experimenting and trying something new. Okay. I pick the salad? Pick a movie genre. Ooh. Um, action adventure, mystery or fun. Uh, romantic comedy. Tug at my heart strings, my heart strings. Strings in my heart! Uh, I hate making decisions. <laughs> True. Um, award-winning brain melting. I like that. Uh, something with lots of parties. Love parties. Okay, I'm sure. We've all seen Party Monster. <laughs> um, TV doesn't own me. <laughs> I wanted to originally pick TV doesn't own me, but then I thought about like how much I sit around and like you watch You ask Netflix. me every night what to watch. I do. <laughs> Which uh, I don't really watch that much TV myself. So do I hate making decisions or... Uh... I have been watching a lot of romantic comedies lately. Yeah. I think I have two. Uh, do I hate making decisions? No, I'm a Gemini. I love making decisions. But I also hate making decisions. <laughs> I'm going to pick that one. I'm going to do romantic comedy. Okay. Pick a type of art. Or. <laughs> I, I dated this guy. I, wait, you, you've had to hear about this also. Because I, I was so old. I just wrote all these songs about him. This guy that I dated. It ended or whatever. But at my heart, my heart was still in it. But anyhow, I used to, his name was Art. And I used to like, for some reason, to my roommate. I don't know why we started calling him Ort. But we did. And it was the funniest thing in the world. Ort. Yeah. Uh, the type of art. Postmodern expressionism. Finger painting. Anything in a museum I can explore. Whatever is in front of me. Massive statues and sculptures. Or pop art. Pop art. Oh, sorry. I mean, yeah, so you do pop art. I love pop art, but it's probably not my favorite thing. I just love museums. I, I mean, I am... Yeah, I mean, I haven't been to a museum in so long. I'm so sad. <laughs> One of the guys in, in my class actually works security for the Getty, and I've been wanting to go to the Ooh. Getty for so long. Is it open again? No, it's oh. not. I had my uh, my ex, my first boyfriend, and I. We went to the Getty. I remember we had I probably have some pictures somewhere of our day at the Getty. Mm-hmm. It was like very. I wanted to see the villa too because they have a lot of like really like ancient Greek, Ooh. like art stuff and, and statues. I and love me some Greece. Love me some Greek beans. Um, <laughs> you're back in high school. Pick your click. Uh, Brainiacs, band kids, didn't need one. I get along with everyone. My friends' labels are silly, or my friends' labels are silly. Uh, the popular kids, I guess. I, I, I was a goth kid, so that is not an option here. Or I was like a punk rock That's kid. didn't need one. I didn't need one. However, I was that one punk kid who did get along with everybody. I so did I. I don't know whether I want to pick what didn't need one. Or uh, can get along with anyone. Uh, I, I did. I was in every group. I was a social chameleon. I was a goth kid and I dated a prep. Ooh. <laughs> Captain the Color Guard team. <laughs> Wait, you dated in high school? Uh, okay, I very briefly dated uh, my first boyfriend, which was like very short-lived. It was like, you know, a week and a half. We nice. just passed notes at lunchtime. It was very whatever but then he broke up with me broke my heart i wanted to kill myself and all that you know but then i um someone wanted to introduce me to this other friend of theirs and uh he was a guy i lost my virginity to and he was captain the color guard team and was very preppy i was not that was when i had my little like my little prep phase whoa yeah i had a little prep phase after that wait how old are you oh you're in high school i was like 16 okay yeah 
I didn't know you then. Yeah. I only uh, did, like... And then that one was only, like, a two-week thing, but... So, yeah. Didn't date much. I, I don't know if I'm going to go with get, I get along with everyone or didn't need one. I got along with everyone. I'm going to pick didn't need one. There we go. Do you believe in true love? Oh! Mm. I... Okay, this. I want to read these. Uh, it's out there, and I'm looking for it constantly. Love is a battlefield. Love is a battlefield. I was had played a song that I wrote like years and years ago. I haven't played it in forever, and it had something similar to love being a battlefield in the song. Which anyhow, it was just weird that I played that yesterday. Uh, it is better to have loved and lost than never uh, have loved at all. No, only in my dreams. Yes, because I've seen it. Yes, because I've seen it. Oh, damn it. We're picking the same one. Um, it's rare, but it's out there. Which one of these is your favorite song? Ruby Tuesday. What the... F no. Why are these... T these are terrible songs. <laughs> these are terrible songs. Right? Wednesday morning, 3 a.m. Friday, that Rebecca Black song. Ew. Saturday I Night Fever. Lazy Sunday. What is that even? And Manic Monday. I'm Manic, gonna go. I'm gonna go with Manic Monday. Me too. That's the only one of all these that I've. Uh, oh. Oh. What'd you get? The Honey Badger. As in the, <laughs> as in the Honey Badger, you don't give a shit. <laughs> honey Badger, you don't give a shit. I got a, I got a very cute kitty. Let's. I want to see your kitty. I want a kitty cat. Oh. Pause. <laughs> That is a cute kitty. That's a cute kitty. This is my. I thought it was a skunk at Why first. Why is a honey badger? <laughs> like a bouse. It says, you get on your way no matter what because you're the toughest animal out there. Other people might have feelings, but they don't concern you in the slightest. What? Because you're in charge. Everyone better bow. You're the HBIC head badger in charge. Oh, I love, I love HBIC. People love to be around you, and who wouldn't? You light up the room, unless there's that one person who is allergic to your charm. But hey, they're for the dogs, right? I mean, that's pretty accurate. I wouldn't say, am I a cat? You're kind of a kitten. I'm a little bit of a cat, aren't you I? Do, you do have, like, kitten energy. I, do. I don't think I have honey badger uh, energy. I think I might want to take mine again. Alright. <laughs> well, that has been the BuzzFeed quiz. Um, we have a few questions. Uh, so, you got a, hu a honey badger. I got a cat. Um, what was your spirit animal, or was your spirit animal right on target? Close or not at all? What do you feel? I can be a honey badger sometimes, but I think, uh, I don't, I do give a shit, okay? <laughs> and honey, sometimes I don't give a shit, but sometimes I do. So, I, I think I, I would have been, that surprised me. I'm going to say that surprised me. I, I, I'm going to say, no, it was not. Uh, it wasn't accurate? No. I mean, for a BuzzFeed quiz. I mean, I, I, I love cats. I've always loved cats. Um, so, I mean, I do maybe have cat energy. But, I mean, my spirit animal was a dragon. It's always has been a dragon. Ooh, um, a dragon cat. I was born in the year of the dragon. I used to collect dragon figurines. I've always been all about the dragons. I love Dragon Heart. Remember that movie? Was it Bruce Willis? It wasn't Bruce Willis. It was um, Dragonheart. Oh my God, it was so good. Oh, I think back it, in the day, it might have been after my time. Wait, it was, was it? Is it a cartoon? Mid nineties. No, no, no. It was a live action. 
the CGI, 95, 96, I want to say. Uh, film series? Movie, yeah. Yeah, I think there was a, a sequel, too. Oh, okay, I see, I see what you're saying. Okay, I don't know, uh, yeah. Uh, Sean Connery? Sean Connery, yeah, Sean Connery played the dragon, that's what it was. And also, also had Dennis Quaid in the show. Dennis Quaid, that's right. That's right, that's right. Yeah. Good movie. It still gets my heartstrings, my heartstrings a little bit. And actually, Dragon Hort. <laughs> Dragon Hort. Uh, would you ever partake in a peyote trail ritual? I don't know why I said trail. A peyote, peyote ritual. Yes. Um, so, I mean, I already just talked about this a little bit, but my roommate, uh, we were talking at one time because he wanted to go to Arizona. I think just after I started writing this, and it was kind of weird that he brought it up, but... Uh, uh, he he wanted to do, go take a trip and and I was like like do you want to do a peyote ritual out there because they have a Navajo reservation with a with a peyote church we can do it nice and um uh I don't know if that's gonna happen anymore I think he might have gotten other plans but um <laughs> I would totally do it that you I, well not now because I mean I, I have to watch the substances uh I don't do them anymore if I could do it in moderation I'd do it all day every day well I mean. I think hallucinogenics are, like, a little bit different because, like, they aren't necessarily something that you can, like, get addicted to, really. But I think it's, if it's, like, a, it's it's a ritual. So it's, like, a three-day thing. You have to fast the first day. I already looked this up. You have Ooh. to fast the first day. You have to have no food in your system. Um, the second day is the day that you have to think it's an all-day thing. And then the third day is, like, kind of like the recovery day. You leave in the evening. So you, you, you come, uh, you get there, like, 9 a.m., or it's at 5 p.m. I think it's 5 p.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday to Sunday. So it's like a like a first day, nothing. And then you do 5 p.m. the next day. It's an all-night thing. And then uh, till 5 p.m. the next day, you're recovering. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. There's too many rules for me. I'm a honey badger. <laughs> I don't give a shit. That's part of the ritual. Yeah, no. yeah. It's a very interesting thing. Yeah. Um, are you more or less interested in shamanic healing now than you that you learn about it? I kind of am. Uh, I mean, I've, more than just now, I mean, in general. Uh, I, it is something I've thought about. I mean, I'm getting uh, through the show, and even right before the show, I've gotten mm-hmm. a lot more into this type of stuff, into to energy and, like, different types of... I, I, yeah, I will say this. I like the fact that you're born into a shaman. I didn't choose this shaman life. It chose me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. that's the gangsterest shit ever. So, yeah, I'm into that. I might. Who knows if I might be a shaman? Um, well, I have a shaman friend who oh. will actually be a guest on our show in the new nice. year. Um, so he will be joining us. Um, I think he's going to be our first guest of the new year. I've, I've talked to him and, he, and he's, he's cool with it. So, um, uh, so we have done a ritual together and, and he's part of my, my coven. So like, he's actually our kind of coven leader. Okay. And so he, he, we've done like a really big ritual, uh, together, um, with him and his partner. And it, 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 I learned a lot from him and, and, um, and also the fact that I have also studied Reiki before. So like when I was doing like massage therapy, yeah. Why are you giggling? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later. We might have to bleep something out of this show. This I'm listening. You can say it. No, 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 no. Okay, um, but like I, I studied re- I, Reiki for a little bit, and and when when I learned about that, it's, it's kind of a similar type of thing. It's like energy work and stuff like that. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I could I could see myself going to see a, a, a shaman and, and getting some healing done. Ooh, 
sexual healing. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry that I got distracted during that. <laughs> uh, last one. Uh, if you could communicate with your ancestors, what would they say to you? <laughs> they would say, "I don't know." <laughs> I want to try to say something really funny, but I, I can't think of anything right now. Um, oh, you know what? I feel like I do communicate with my ancestors. I communicate Ooh. with my grandma pretty often because I know her and I know her energy. She's passed, but we, we do communicate in dreams at times. So And, and grinder. <laughs> grand grinder, that's right. <laughs> when I saw that medium, yeah, that was, that was wild too. But um, yeah, I mean, that time... She basically told me to straighten up, and and so that's what they would say to me. I'm sure. <laughs> what about you? What what my ancestors would say? Yeah. If you see white folks at the beach, run. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's that's what I was laughing about. Okay, we have to. Ble- oh, I gotta we gotta bleep that out. I'll bleep that. Oh my goodness. Well, that has been really fun. Um, do you want to read the quote, or should I? Um, you read it because it's long. I don't know what that makes it sound like that I can't read. I can't read. I can't. I just saw. And, uh, by the way, can I just say this one thing? Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, My So Called Life? Mm-hmm. The 90s show? I had never thought about it, wanted to watch it, but like this week, I, like, I guess it was only one season, so I watched the, uh, all the episodes this week. I actually gotten into like I liked it, but it was that that throwback. I don't think that happens anymore. When Jordan couldn't read, they found out he, he's like, I can't read. Oh, is that where you said that from? Well, no, I've got, I've said that all the time. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah that's, I, I never knew where that was from. Oh no, but it's from like a bunch of '80s, actually '80s movies. But I love the fact that they had a, a '90s uh, show with I that. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's our quote: The shaman knows all life is connected. All life is one. We are connected through the air we breathe, through the ground underneath our feet. The water we share that makes up so much of our bodies and everything else that constitutes this planet and beyond. From Don Jose Ruiz. Oh, the guy who uh, did the uh, four remits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Platitudes of gratitude. Um, I am grateful that uh, I. I'm grateful that I did this surgery that you told me to do, and <laughs> you stayed on me about. I, I'm going to get to you in a second, but I'm grateful that the surgery went well, and I'm healing faster than expected. Uh, and I only literally took one pain pill the whole time, uh, the first day. Yeah, you are a superman. Yeah, I, well, I just it was another reason. But I'm grateful that recovery is going this quickly. Um, I am, oh my God, I almost got emotional, but I'm not. I am grateful that I have you and another friend who we mentioned who are like, not who are like, who are my family, uh, who this is the first holiday where I'm not feeling like, where I actually realized that I have family. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I freaking love you too. Like you have no idea. I love like, oh my God, I'm going to just don't, don't, are we doing don't look anything at me. On- I don't think I'm doing anything on Christmas. I think my mom, she's going to be in Riverside. Riverside? Which I don't really see myself going out there. But, I mean, if you and, and him want to get together on, on Christmas or something, that, that'd be dope. 
Yeah, I might I might do something on Christmas. I instead of sleeping, I might change my tradition this year. What's another thing that I'm grateful for? Um what am I grateful for? Oh, did I wait, did I I don't know if I now I kinda use that on this you know, I'm grateful that I can be grateful around the holidays. It might be like reaching into the second one, but no, because that is something unusual for me. I'm grateful that I'm like actually getting into gratitude this this holiday you season. You know what? Ditto that. Because yeah. I, I always, holidays are really rough on me. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, I've kind of pulled myself out of that that negative space, and and I've I've kind of been warming up to like this this Christmas thing, and and I saw some really pretty lights earlier today, so I said, <laughs> okay, that's a little magical. Aww. So yeah, I'm gonna ditto that that one. So I'm grateful mm. to be grateful around the holidays again. Um, Again. Again. Um, I'm grateful to be back doing this. Yes. Uh, we were. <laughs> We were actually supposed to record last week, but since I got my car stolen and all that stuff, we, it was just a big old nightmare, and, and so we ended up having to postpone. But we are back. Um, this will be the last episode of the year, but we will be back next year um, in, mm. in the new year with a brand new episode. Um, hopefully every week. Presum- yes. Presumably every week. Yeah. Because um, I, love, I love our ritual. And um, I'm grateful for you, for my family, for Aww. my friends, and to have a support group of people. My mom's calling me right now. Um, I'm grateful for, for I'm grateful for my mom. Right? Oh my god! I've already said it a million times this episode, but I'm grateful for my mom. Have, you should hold pick on, up you know while she's on the show. You know, yes, you oh, should do this. Shit, I, just, I lost her. Oh, hold on. Let me see if I'll <laughs> I can call her back really fast. I should have waited for one more ring, huh? You should have. Mom, we're recording right now. Can you say hi to our, our listeners? Hi, everybody. We were we were just talking about you, actually, because I, I, I we were doing our gratitude list, and I have to say that how gra- how grateful I am for you and for helping me out through all this all this stuff. So uh, thank you, Mom. And, and Thanks, just, Timmy's Mom. Yeah. You're so welcome, honey. I'm glad I could help. You're making me cry. Don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to finish up really fast, and I'll call you back, okay? All right, baby. I love you. I love you, too. Bye. Aww. <laughs> that was cute. Right? All right. Um, well, that has been the episode. Thank you for listening, everybody. You can follow uh, the show on Instagram, at a cosmic journey pod. We now have a Twitter account as well. That is a cosmic jern pod because <laughs> Twitter doesn't allow for two more characters on there, so it is a cosmic jern pod. <laughs> I am Jern Dimitri Wild on Instagram and Twitter. I am Jay Maceo on, uh, or actually, I'm Jay Maceo Music because I, I add the music at the end mm-hmm. on uh, Twitter and uh, the Instagram. Absolutely. You can, uh, if you find value in this show, if you find that we are fun, that if you like bonus content, if you would like extra early access to episodes, you can support us on Patreon as well. Every dollar counts. And in fact, you can, it is pick your own pricing. You can subscribe for a dollar if you, if you would like. Um, don't forget to rate, share, and subscribe as well. Do that. Please share this episode. Please share our, our show. Um, please subscribe to us. And please give us five stars. Again, if you leave us a comment, if you leave us a lovely comment on iTunes, 
We will read it on our next show as well. On the show. Mm-hmm. For everybody to hear. You want to close this out? Well, thanks for listening. And as always, Godspeed, Godspeed Star Seeds. Star Seeds.